You're listening to Rama for Today. When Jesus appeared to me in that vision way back there in 1950, see, and this is 1953 that I'm talking about, then the majority of the time, not always, it, it, it works here every night. I don't say anything about it. But, but when I lay hands on people, I can tell you exactly. I don't know. I have to touch them first. But I can tell you exactly if, if something's keeping you from receiving uh, healing or wherever you are. I can tell you exactly. I almost have to stop and laugh. I know what some of those people are thinking. Bless their darling hearts and stupid heads. But I don't stop. I don't want to get back over in the natural. I say, well, why don't you tell them? Well, in most cases, they wouldn't believe it if you did tell them. And it'd make them mad if you'd keep them coming to the service and get the word of God and get their faith to work and you can help them, you see. So you're as kind as you possibly can be with them. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his classic teaching, Confession. You don't want to miss this powerful teaching. Also, later in this program, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, here's Brother Hagan with today's teaching. Remember, I was preaching in another state. See, that happened down in the state of Oklahoma. I was preaching in another state, one of our western states here. To be more explicit, the state of New Mexico. And, uh, and so a lady stopped me after one of the morning services as I started out, date teaching service. Now I saw this lady there every service, very aristocrat looking lady, very well dressed. Congregation was nice and well dressed congregation, but, but she just stood out very fashionable, just, just, just stood out above the crowd. Well, she's there day and night, you see, and this is over into the third week of the meeting. And it's my, my meeting. I mean, I had a fellow help and we, we, we just use, like we do here at the church all the time, put on our own meeting. And I just suppose she's a member probably of that church, you see, because she's there every time, you know. Now, I learned later that actually that her husband is, is, is a state senator of New Mexico and also president of one of the largest banks in their city. And that she's a very wealthy woman in her own right. In fact, she carried on the banking business. I mean, she, she ran the thing. You know, because he's busy something else. Pastor told me, some of us told me later on, said she's a financial wizard or genius. Absolutely. Well, she stopped me. Now you can tell by looking at her that she must be a woman, you know, an older. And I didn't say old woman. But you know, 72 is just older than 25. <laughs> However, she really didn't look 72, but she told me she was. She stopped me and said, Brother Hagin, I want to speak to you. And I stopped. Now she said, I want you to pray for me. Well, I said, what for? And uh, she said, well, now I have uh, high blood pressure and heart trouble. And the doctor's just, you know, he's just really concerned about me. He just don't think I'm going to make it. And I wanted you to pray for me that I'll have faith to be healed. But now listen to me real carefully. See, you think I've digressed from the subject. I'm talking about whole fashion confession. She just got through making the wrong confession, didn't she? She just got through saying, I don't have faith to be healed. Because I don't have faith to be healed, then I'm not healed. And I can't be healed until I get something else. So you pray for me that I'll have faith. Well, I still think she's a member of that church because she is a Christian, all right. And I, I suppose that she's saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you know. Full gospel church where we were holding the meetings, that is, we were using their building at least. And uh, so, 
to, to get over to her the fact that she is a believer and does have faith, I said to her, Sister, aren't you a Christian? Oh, yes. I said, aren't you a believer? Oh, yes. She said, I'm a believer. Well, I said, whoever heard tell of a believer that doesn't believe? I said, having faith is believing. Whoever heard tell of a believer that didn't believe? How could you be a believer without believing? You just got, got through telling, I want you to pray for me that I'll believe I'm not a believer. Now, I didn't know that she actually did, but I said, now you suppose that you had a grandson, because she'd already told me she said it too. You got a grandson away in college, come to find out she did have one. And once in a while, you'd write him a letter, once a week, once a month. Every letter you'd write, you'd always put a P.S. on it. This grandson away in college. Be sure and don't forget to breathe. <laughs> Be sure, P.S., be sure and keep on breathing. Would you do that? No. Well, I said, why? Well, I said, if he's not breathing, he's dead anyhow. I mean, I mean, it's too late to help him. Well, I said, why then would we have to encourage you to believe when you are a believer? That's who you are. No, I said, I'm not going to pray for you to have faith. I said, the Bible said, by grace you saved through faith. You already have faith. Now use the faith you have. Walked off and left it. Now, see, she hadn't got in the prayer line before. Now then, here she is. I, I think it was that same night that she was in the line. Well, when I got to her, because I would talk to each one individually and, and, and deal with them, and I said, well, I see that you've come. I meant, I see you've come for your healing. I see that you've come. She said, yes, and I'll be healed too. Just, just lay your hands on me. Now, isn't that a vast difference in what she said that very morning? Pray for me that I'll have faith. Now she knows she has faith. Because that's who she is. She is a believer. She is a faith person. She, we are faith children. I said, we are faith children of a faith God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, she said, just lay your hands on me. I'll be healed. Well, now, when I laid hands on her to minister healing to her, then I perceived. I, I can't tell you. I can't explain it to you. But... Uh, when I, after that, when Jesus appeared to me in that vision way back there in 1950, see, and this is 1953 that I'm talking about, then the majority of the time, not always, it, it, it works here every night. I don't say anything about it, but, but when I lay hands on people, I can tell you exactly. I don't know. I have to touch them first, but I can tell you exactly if, if something's keeping you from receiving uh, healing or wherever you are, I can tell you exactly. I almost have to stop and laugh. I know what some of those people are thinking, bless their darling hearts and <laughs> stupid heads. But I don't stop. I don't want to get back over in the natural. Say, well, why don't you tell them? Well, in most cases, they wouldn't believe it if you did tell them. And it'd make them mad if you can keep them coming to the service and get the word of God and get their faith to work and you can help them, you see. So you're as kind as you possibly can be with them. Well, I perceive when I touched her, when I laid hands upon her, that she did not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, you understand. She understood the lingo. I know that being born again, you were born of the Spirit and got to witness the Spirit in you that you're a child of God. But then being filled with the Spirit is something else, isn't it? So I said it like this, and she understood what I was talking about. I said, you don't have the Holy Ghost. Now, she did have the Holy Ghost in the new birth. What I meant was the baptism in the Holy Ghost. She understood that lingo. And she said, no, I've never been filled with the Spirit. So I just laid my hand on her head again, already minister healing to her, and said, be filled with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Lift both hands, start talking in tongues. Instantly, instantly, speaking in other tongues. Now, you see, that morning, 
She's wanting me to pray for her to have faith. And she had faith all the time to be healed and to be filled with the Spirit because she is a believer. You see, believe what the Word says. Because the Word said healing's her. The Word said the Holy Ghost her. These things are gifts. Salvation's a gift. That is, eternal life's a gift. Healing's a gift. The Holy Ghost is a gift. Well, how hard is it to receive a gift anyway? <laughs> Amen. Isn't that right? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, uh, what am I talking to you about? I'm talking to you, let's hold fast our confession. You see, people confess the wrong thing. She was confessing in the morning, I don't have faith to be healed. Pray for me that I will have faith because I don't have it. Well, we could have prayed and nothing would have happened. He said, well, I'm waiting for God to give me faith. But I said, you are a believer, use the faith you have. Now that faith can grow by feeding it on God's word and exercise. You understand that, see. And here she came that very night. See, she had faith all the time to be healed and to be filled with the Spirit and didn't know it. Now why? Because she didn't understand what the Bible said and she kept making the wrong confession. You said, well, if she had faith, why didn't it work for her? Can you have faith for healing and not be healed? Sure, certainly you can. You don't believe that? Turn to 14th chapter of Acts and I'll prove it to you. See, there's a lot of people now dead that had faith for healing. Turn to the 14th chapter of Acts and I'll prove it to you. You can read, can't you? Turn to the 14th chapter of Acts. Now look down there. About the 8th verse. You see, now this is talking about Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey. And it talks about them preaching the gospel at Lystra and Derby and cities of Lyconia and the cities that lie round about. That's uh, one of those verses, 6th verse there. The 7th verse, and there they preach the gospel. Now, what did they do? Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Where? Well, among other places at Lystra. Isn't that right? All right. Now, notice the eighth verse. Here at Lystra, where Paul is speaking, there sat a, a crippled man, a man that was crippled from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Now, look at the ninth verse. The same, the man, the crippled man, heard Paul speak. Who? Paul steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Now let's stop right there. I want to ask you, does he have faith to be healed? Yes. Does he? Yes. Is he healed? No. No, he's still sitting there crippled, isn't he? Yes. Isn't he? Yes. I said, isn't he? Yes. He's still sitting there crippled, isn't he? Who steadfastly, that who is Paul, Paul steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Glory to God, didn't he? But now, he had faith to be healed while he's still sitting there crippled, didn't he? Now see, what did Paul know? Paul knew unless he could get him to put his faith into action that it would not work for him. Can you see that? Paul knew the same thing James did. Remember over there in the book of James? Now the King James translation is a little misleading. You know, James, in the King James translation, James said, faith without works is dead, being alone. That's a little bit blind to us. People get their mind off on working for salvation. The people he's writing to is already saved. The church. See? Weymouth translation translates it, faith without corresponding actions is dead, being alone. Weymouth translation went on to say, you show me your faith without your actions, I'll show you my faith by my actions. 
Now, what did Paul know? Same thing James did. That faith, if it's not put into action, either you acting, and see, speaking is one way of acting, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. When you speak, you're acting, aren't you? Man, they acted awful, didn't they? Remember what all they said? <laughs> well, they didn't do anything except just stand there and rant and rave. You said they acted awful. <laughs> Amen? See, speaking is acting. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer, the Confession Package. This package consists of the book by Ken Hagen entitled, I Will Not Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit. The next resource in this package is Kenneth E. Hagen's four CD series entitled, Confession Series. These great resources are at the special price of $24.95. That's $18 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. For you in the Oklahoma City area, don't forget... Northwest Expressway. 8921 Northwest Expressway. Bible Church, Oklahoma City. Come on out and be with us on Sunday. Enjoy the weekend and come and yes. enjoy Sunday night, Sunday morning on Sunday night at 6 p.m. That's right. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue this series on confession. That's next week here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan. We're looking forward to you being with us next week. Have a great weekend. 